What up, what up, what up? Welcome to When the Hunt Calls. My name is Cliff Cadet and I am your host. Now, uh, with the craziness going on in uh, this city, in this country, in this world, uh, I hope this podcast episode finds you, your family, your friends, all your loved ones safe and, uh, and healthy. All right. So I apologize if the background noise kind of bothers you guys. I am actually recording this intro while walking to work. All right. I'm fortunate enough that my job, um, the hub that I work out of is less than two miles from my home. So I hoof it every morning going to work and I hoof it back home in the evening. Um, my family and I only own one vehicle, so uh, what I do is I leave my car at home uh, just in case my wife and kids need it for emergency purposes and also because I don't want to risk uh, contaminating the car, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, my job, for those of you who don't know, I'm a driver for UPS, uh, you know, like many other uh, industries we've been deemed essential so I'm out there every day delivering packages and I pray every morning and every night that I don't bring that coronavirus home so again hope you guys are well hope you guys are safe hope you guys are all practicing social distancing you know what I'm saying washing your hands and you know just just following all the guidelines that you know the CDC and the World Health Organization set forth to try to help us because at this point I don't think we're gonna stop the spread but we could definitely definitely help slow it down all right so my guest today is Jason Charles all right Jason was extremely uh, gracious to lend his time a second time I should say because um, I had actually recorded this podcast with episode with him um, a couple of weeks back but due to technical difficulties the audio I was unable to use that that audio track so he was really cool about you know linking up with me a second time and um, re-recording our interview so Jason is a New York City firefighter um, and he is also a prepper now i'm not gonna lie i've been one of those who like when you bring up the idea of prepping to me um not the best uh you know you know the best ideas don't necessarily come to mind you think of paranoid people um people wearing tinfoil hats you know what i'm saying um not the best images come to mind when you think of prepping but i know right about now with what our country is going through um prepping doesn't seem like a bad thing huh you know what i'm saying so um i started you know thinking about the way people are hoarding supplies specifically toilet paper um hand sanitizer and basically any sort of sanitizing products people are hoarding so i wanted to get jason on the podcast and get his input uh as to you know what people should be buying right about now you know what i'm saying in this case i mean 
granted, this isn't necessarily a doomsday scenario. You know, um, World War Three isn't breaking out or nothing like that. But this is one of those times where um, it pays to be prepared. All right. So sit back, relax, and I hope you guys enjoy my conversation with Jason. All right, so we are recording. Um, First and foremost, you know, I try to keep it 100 with my listeners and I I let them know on the intro that um, we are uh, basically recording this interview for a second time. So I really, really want to thank you for yet again taking the time out to speak to me and, you know, basically answer my questions all over again. Not a problem. All right. So now, um, as I, I told my listeners in the intro, uh, you are Jason Charles. You are a New York City firefighter and you are a prepper. Now, um, for my listeners who don't know and even myself, um, what exactly is a prepper and what do they do? So a prepper is a person who prepares for a disaster, uh, whatever that disaster or crisis, like in this case, might be. Um, so if you're preparing for hurricanes, tornadoes, blizzards, pandemics, right, like this one, um, we just get prepared ahead of time, stocking up on food, water, uh, medicines, you know, batteries, flashlights, things that are going to keep us uh, alive and sustained during this uh, time. All right. So now maybe because it's it's my own uh, lack of knowledge, but being in, in New York City, I've never I mean, until coming across you on on Instagram, you know, social media, social media, I never really thought of prepping as something, you know, basically people from big cities do. Um, can you tell me how did you get uh, started with prepping? So I got started with prepping because I read a book called uh, One Second After. And in this book, there was a scene where kids were starving um, because they didn't have food. The power went out in this, um, in this t- all over the country, actually. But it was focused on this one town, and there was just a lack of food because there was nothing being produced. Um, with that, I read that scene, and the scene was so vivid, I was like, there's no way I'm going to have this happen to my family. And I started preparing. Nice. And how long have you been doing it for? Probably close to 10 years, if not 10 years. Nice. So you're definitely uh, really experienced when it comes to it. Now, here's the here's the thing for me. Like in, in my research after, you know, like I said, coming across your social media content and doing a little digging into prepping, um, I don't know why, but it seems that prepping tends to get a negative con- connotation to it. Like, um, what do you call it? Like, basically, it... it people being called crazy when you when you talk about preparing for something like this but i'm pretty sure like preppers right now aren't very, looking like very crazy in terms of the way this uh this epidemic is is spreading throughout the world um have you ever had to deal with any negative um i guess reaction or negative feedback off of what you're doing uh not really i mean you know people listen people are always going to talk garbage or crap right Agreed. and and you can't be concerned with what people say and think. Um, you know, granted, listen, if they, they smear your name or something like that, absolutely defend yourself. But if they're, like, you know, smearing what you're doing and, and you're stupid for being ready, that's all no. Copy that. Now, 
I believe, if I heard correctly, you were actually on a television show. Can you share that with me? Well, the well, the television show that I was on was called Doomsday Preppers. Um, it it just made us look, you know, more insane than we really were. Um, really, I, my my segment was pretty good, but when you look at the other preppers on the show, it you know it did a disservice to us. Mm-hmm. Wow, is it how like how did it do that? Because I've yet to, I've seen commercials regarding the show, but I've never actually watched it. What does the show entail? Like, it just follows preppers around, or it just they like how do they do it, and how is it that other preppers have uh, turned out in a bad light? I'm sorry, say that again. That last part. Oh no, no, no! I said um, I've never seen the show Doomsday Preppers. Right. So what I wanted to know is, like, what exactly does the show entail? Do they, like, when they hooked up with you, per se, like, what do they do? Did they follow you, you know, for a couple of days? Did they just interview you once? Like, how did that work out? So they they, they came to my home, and they mm-hmm. were probably here two days, maybe three. They actually had to come back a second time, which was more annoying than, than the first. Um, just because they wanted you to do stuff that was just not practical and they wanted you to do it for the the, you know value of tv you know to make it look more dramatic than it really was um you know and and a lot of the stuff i said no to you know because it was just stupid made no sense um at one point people were like ah it's just you know one of the producers was like it's just for tv i said yeah but it's stupid because i don't do that on a daily basis so i'm not going to entertain that um and then they were like well okay so they followed us around. They were in the house. Um, they had me go up to the roof a couple of times, do some interviews. But it was just, it was a pain in the ass. Mm, I hear you. And then at the end of the day, it's stuff like that. Producers asking preppers to do stuff for the, you know, for shock value that ends up putting you guys in a bad light. Right. Because then what happens is they go to preppers who want to be famous. They want their fame more than they want to save their dignity and the uh, and the prepper community, and they start doing stupid shit like building uh, explosive devices on national TV. Like, where really? did you think wow. that? Like, one guy that did that, he had the um, who was that? The uh, tobacco, drugs, and metal firearm. Mm. Um, those guys, they stopped by his house, and I think he got arrested. If I'm not mistaken. Um, See, they they they're putting themselves more in harm's way than anything else. Right, and the guy got screwed. Another guy got all his guns taken away from him, um, you know. And another guy got arrested because he was, you know, saying how he was going to take everybody's shit, and he was this and that. And I guess the local town knew he was a, a, a felon. They came to his house, and he had like X amount of guns. But he got arrested again. Damn, that sucks. Right. All right. Now, good for that one. You know, that, that guy was a jerk off. But everyone else, <laughs> everyone else who was uh, on the show. They should have known better. Like, I mean, listen, if I had any bomb making knowledge, I wasn't going to put that on air. And I don't. But if I did, I wouldn't I wouldn't have won on the air with it. Anything illegal that you you might be doing during that time, you don't put on the air because it's still legal. It's still illegal to do it. Yeah, it's basically evidence for the police. Yeah. Nah, that's that's stupid. He basically just snitched on himself. <laughs> All right. So now being um, a New York City firefighter, um, you're still working, correct? Yes. 
All right. How how's the pandemic, you know, in New York City affecting you and, you know, the guys in your firehouse? Is is it like just work as usual or have you, are you guys, you know, doing things differently? Well, we're doing things we're doing things differently. Like, for example, we we're now doing 24 hour shifts. So whereas before we did 24 hour shifts um, voluntarily. Now we're doing it. It's it's mandated. We're doing 24-hour shifts, and we're doing it in, in set groups. So I no longer get to work with, like, the whole house like I used to. I'm working with a set group of guys right now. So that if one of us gets sick in the set group, that whole group is out. Got it. Basically eliminating, eliminating the opportunities for anything to spread. Right. Nice. And are you guys seeing – I mean, it's a smart move. Um, are you guys seeing – I guess I don't know what your your day goes like. I mean, again, as a just a regular, you know, city dweller, I, I from what I understand of firefighters, you God forbid there's a fire, you guys get the call, you go and you know and put it out. But um are there any other duties that you guys are now responsible for in addition to that that are because of this outbreak? No, they actually, uh, they actually, how you say, uh, pulled back on some of our duties. Oh, really? All right, so that's good to hear. Now, the main reason I had wanted you on the show um, is because, with your experience as a prepper, right? Um, I started looking into everything, and I want, I mean, I started paying attention to, let me, how can I put it, paying attention to people's spending, not spending patterns, but buying habits, um, especially with this outbreak, Particular, particularly in regards to how people are hoarding up toilet paper, sanitizer, um, what else, uh, disinfectant products. Um, what's your opinion on the stuff that everyone's buying? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Well, the, the the hoarding of the toilet paper is I I I don't know what that is. I have no clue what that's about. I'm a little. Uh, I I know that people need to wipe their asses, but that's insane. Um, but it it's it's a knee jerk reaction. Is what it is, right? So people are going to a place in their head where they remember uh, people saying, "This is what you buy when you you prep." And I don't know. I guess the one thing that stuck in everybody's head was toilet paper. Um, but when these people run out and they're buying, they're, they're cleaning out shelves, like all the canned goods, all the meats. Um, I think there's a bit of a selfishness there, mm. you know, so I don't know how to, um, you know, I, I, I think that when people do that shit, they're setting themselves up for, for, uh, a bad times down the road, because if you're hoarding meat and you're hoarding stuff like this, you clearly don't know how to ration your own food you're probably going to sit there and think you can eat normally like you would you know now if we're in a bad situation or worse situation you're going to be rationing your food i mean i'm starting to ration now right mm-hmm. i'm not eating at my my normal capacity oh really normal. all right yeah i mean listen right. the diet but um you know we're not i'm not having Hold on a second. Your microphone is sounding uh, a little bit muffled. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, no, no. No worries. How's that? So now? you were, 
Uh, better, better. So what was it you just said? You're in terms of rationing? No, that I, I, we're starting to ration now, right? So instead of eating, I, I normally eat like, let's say, four or five eggs. I'm eating only three now, right? Um, if, uh, if I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I'm not having five anymore. I'm having two. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm lessening what I'm eating. The hard rationing comes when you're eating like once a day. Wow. All right. And, and, and as of right now, I'm only eating twice a day. Got it. So in your experience as a prepper, um, I, and I think us as, a, uh, you know, the people occupying the world right now, is this something that this pandemic, something you see getting worse or you believe will get worse before it gets better or, you know, or you think it's, it's about to level out and maybe phase out a bit? Like, what are your thoughts? The, uh, this is going to get a whole hell of a lot worse before it gets better. And I don't, I don't mean the pandemic or the virus. I'm talking about the economy. The economy right now is going to crush this country. Um, Got it. We're seeing so many. I mean, we, I've never seen so many people laid off at the same time. I mean, it's unheard of. Uh, you have you have people. What's today's date? The end today's, of this month. Yeah. You're going to see way more people getting let go because companies are coming to the realization that they don't open by April first. They're screwed. And is that why you think the president is trying to to get everything back in the swing by then? That's why yeah. that's his target date is that was that Easter, right? Easter, right? Because he knows what's coming. If he doesn't, unfortunately, he has to listen to the medical advisors. Mm -hmm. You know, I get what he wants to do, but I it, it's it's a I guess you can say it's like a catch twenty two because it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if you don't open everything back to normal, you're going to, we're going to be in something worse than the Great Depression, right? And the Great Depression that happened now in 2020 will absolutely destroy this country, um, period. It, it would take us probably a decade or so to get back on our feet, let alone to a good place. Um, but if you, if you open everything, then the virus is gonna fuck is gonna you know destroy half the country. So yeah. it, like I said, it's catch twenty two. You you damned if you do, damned if you don't. No, I hear you. I definitely hear you. All right. Well, um, last question. Um, I guess uh, to round this out, um, if I'm putting together a list right now for me and my family, right? Right. What of uh, like if I if I'm going to or making my run, you know, to stores tonight, tomorrow, whatever it is, um, and even my listeners, what are the things that they should have, and like what are the things they should be picking up for those stores? Like if they were putting together a list to survive for the next month, two months, possibly, right? What are the things that they should have on their list? Well, okay, just assuming the power doesn't go out, right? Okay. Um, assuming the power doesn't go out, I would get, you know, uh, meats, frozen vegetables, things that you could keep in your uh, freezer. Um, if you want to stay indoors and you don't want to go outside, get yourself a deep freezer and get yourself a vacuum sealer. Vacuum seal your meats, vacuum seal uh, anything that you want to store for a longer period of time. Uh, again, that's assuming the power doesn't go out. Uh, if the power goes out, Obviously, you're going to have to find a way how to keep that stuff cold. Um, but other than that, you're also going to go and get canned goods. Get canned goods that are going to last you a while. 
get canned goods you're going to eat, right? So don't run out and buy a case of Spam if you don't eat Spam. Um, get pastas, right? Get salt, get seasoning, get things that, that don't need, um, that are not going to spoil fast, like milk and bread, right? Milk and bread you can get as of right now, obviously. We're still in a, a decent time. But if we start heading towards, um, let's say, a lockdown or a true quarantine, you're going to want to have food for at least a month or so. Two weeks is not is not um, is not going to cut it. You're probably going to need a, a month or so worth of food and water. Got it. Uh, what about what about like um, medical supplies? Maybe first aid kits, things like that. Well, you're definitely going to need medical supplies. So if you have, sorry, if you have, um, let's say, diabetes. Right or some mm -hmm. kind of ailment, make sure you have extra medication for those ailments. Um, obviously, have a medical kit on hand. Have a trauma kit on hand. Learn how to use this trauma kit and, med and medical kit. Right. Just don't buy the thing from a store and you know have it sitting in the corner until you need it. Learn how to use it. If you have mm -hmm. to buy two, buy two and learn how to use one and keep the other one on standby. Um, learn how to use a tourniquet. Right. So these are the these are the things that you're going to need. Uh, because again, accidents happen in the home as well. Uh, make sure you have plenty of batteries. Make sure you have candles. If you have candles, make sure you have a fire extinguisher just in case you knock it over. Um, if it. this heads into the summer months, make sure you have a, a propane heater, right? Like one of those Mr. Buddies, which are really cool. Um, just in case, again, power goes out or for some reason your building doesn't get delivery on uh, gas. Got it, and got I, it. And I've only I only talk about power outage because I have a buddy who worked for Con Ed who told me that, you know, if guys continue to get sick, he says you're gonna have less areas serviced, which means if you have a power outage, your power outage could which is normally two, three days, could be anywhere from a week to a month long. Oh yeah, because I mean I think that's the things that people forget. Like for example, I'm a I'm a delivery driver, right, for UPS. So right. I mean, we've been deemed, you know, essential by the government and we're out here working, but some people tend to forget, like some of our guys are getting sick as well, or they're, they're taking precautions because someone else in their family has been exposed to the virus and they're quarantined themselves for two weeks. So that's like, that's a couple of guys we're short, you know, um, for two weeks. So I can only imagine people that deal with, you know, providing us with utilities like gas, electricity, and, and so on. Those guys get exposed to stuff too. So then they may be short staffed and in turn will delay the different services that we get. Right. 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 So it, right it's always, it's always the, it's always the things that we don't think about that catch us off guard. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, I want to wrap this up, but not without you maybe sharing what is one important tip that you believe someone starting out prepping. Like if 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 any of my listeners decide like, damn, Jason's really making a good point. They look into it more. What's one tip that you have for preppers starting out? That's the most important tip about, above all else. Um, one tip I have is don't panic when you're prepping. Don't panic and don't get anxious. Um, just take it one day at a time. If you, if you, I guess, heed to that, you'll be fine. Because if you panic, you'll start buying more shit than you need. You'll buy the wrong things. Um, you'll buy stuff you, you know, you'll, 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 you don't know how to use. Go accordingly. Always start with the basics. Start with food and water. 
you start with food and water and you do your research as you're, you're gaining your supplies, you'll do just fine. Copy that. Yo, thank you, Jason. I really want to appreciate it, especially, I mean, I really appreciate it, especially the fact that you're coming on here a second time with me. Um, I appreciate you sharing the info. Um, you know, I appreciate all of it. So, uh, yo, my friend, stay safe. Um, you know what? I really appreciate everything you and, and your fellow firefighters are doing for this city. Um, you know, it's, it, those are, these are things that we basically take for granted a lot of times when, when stuff like this happens. Yeah, we do. We definitely do. That's for sure. All right, brother. Stay blessed. You too, man. Be good. Okay, so that was Jason Charles again, um, a.k.a. the Angry Prepper, New York City firefighter. Um, I really appreciate him, again, being so generous with his time and speaking with me a second time. I really appreciate that. So you guys heard what he said. I hope I hope you guys take into consideration, you know, the next time you're out, you know, purchasing supplies that you are doing the right thing, buying the right stuff, you know, all the actual necessities. Okay. Now I appreciate you guys toughing it out with me. You have know saying recording this uh what you call it on the way to work uh i really appreciate your loyalty if you enjoyed the podcast episode i'd appreciate if you guys hooked me up you know with a five star rating um even a review if you got the time for it and even more so if you can you know tell your friends about this all right you guys have a blessed one